All right, everybody, thank you for jumping on our Jumpstart podcast. I got my man Joe Carver on with me today. He's out there making it happen and uh, just is coming off a massive week, helping 20 families, but he absolutely understands and gets it. He's out there in the deal, doing the deal every single week, buying leads, meeting with families, making dials, setting up appointments. So, Joe, first off, it's an honor to have you on. And uh, secondly, um, it's amazing to see what you're doing and that we had to get you on here. So thank you for jumping on me, buddy. How you doing? Happy, happy to be on. Thanks for having me. Uh, doing great. Ready for a big week. I love it, bro. Coming off a big week, getting ready for a big week. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, right before, right before conference. Yes, sir. So talk to me. First off, give everyone a little bit of background, where you're coming from and, and, and how you found family first life. And then I want to get right into some of the amazing success you're having and how you're making that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I grew up, um, outside Chicago. Um, I've been up here in Chicago for about eight years. Um, I had my own, uh, prior to COVID happening, I had my own business. Uh, we basically did residential, um, uh, insulation and ventilation for residential homes, kind of a, a newer technology similar to, um, I'm sure, you know, you know, Joe Basso, um, I was actually in a similar type of company that, that he ran as well. Um, and we, we did real, we were doing pretty good, uh, had it for a few years. Um, COVID really kind of disrupted everything. And mm-hmm. I was kind of looking for a new Avenue at that point. And my friend, John Rayleigh, who lives up here in Chicago as well, he's an FFL, uh, agent as well. Um, he told me about, uh, you know, a guy named Ivan Vidrov, um, that he was going <laughs> to talk to about the insurance industry. And it was an opportunity to, you know, be your own owner and, um, and you own your own book of business from day one, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, all sounds great, but let's, you know, meet up with this guy and, and see if it's, it's real and it's legit. And so I went in, met with Ivan and John and Ivan went over, you know, everything with me. And I was like, okay, this sounds good. This sounds good. Um, so I got my license, decided I'll, I'll take a shot at it and uh, started working up here in the Cook County area in Chicago. Actually, when I originally started, I was running about five or six counties up here because I was just trying to figure out my, my lead uh, sources and, and, and my flow and everything. So I was driving all over the place. I mean, I was driving all over the place, running leads and everything. And, and um, you know, finally got settled in up here and, and uh, it's been going great ever since, you know, obviously uh, it's, it's about consistency and, and putting it in the work and, and figuring out what works for you. And, and uh, I figured out in-home was, was best for me. I'm starting to transition a little bit into telesales and virtual sales now, but um, I primarily focus on, on doing in-home with folks. I, I just, uh, I do better sitting face-to-face with everybody. I just like the more personal feeling with everything. It's a little bit more intimate conversations with people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, the transition has been great um, from my old business to, to the new business now. And now I've started my own agency. I've, had my wife, who was a first grade school teacher over on the south side of Chicago. She got licensed about four months ago, and she's been doing really well as, uh, as well and transitioned over. She did about, uh, she had eight families she helped last week. Um, and then I got about three or four other agents, uh, a couple local and a couple spread out uh, over the country that, uh, that we're trying to get this thing up and going. So it's been great. Nice. And when you think about the consistency that it took to be successful, some of the things that I had to put into place, you know, you said you were in five, six counties, you had to, you know, kind of get track, figure out leads. What are some things you, what are some systems you started to put into place to streamline leads and then put yourself in a position to, you know, streamline your appointment count 
and your schedule. So, I mean, it, it's a feeling out process, I think, for every for every new agent when you first get in. Um, there's all sorts of lead vendors out there. Um, I, I run a lot of call-in leads, um, you know, where we do mail drops, uh, send them out to people. They call into a call center, answer some questions, and then we reach out to the clients. Um, I'm also running Viper leads, um, you know, in Cook County as well. Um, and those were just, they fill out the form, send it back in, same, same situation as the call-ins um, and contact the customer. And those are, those are going really well as well. Um, I think the, you know, the biggest thing is, is, you know, when you're, when you're working on your own and you're not, you know, you don't have anyone really totally to answer to, you're kind of your own boss. You have to structure your day properly from, from the get go. So I think I wake up early every day. I get up at 6 AM, uh, try to get to the gym, work out at least four or five days a week. Um, that just gets you energized for the rest of the day. Um, and then I have a structure throughout the day where, um, I mean, I, I, I know dial days are Monday and Thursday, but I, I mean, dial day is pretty much every day. Um, when I get leads in, I'm calling them. If I have time to call them, I'm calling them right away. Um, the quicker you can get to the lead, the better. Um, and, um, basically just, you know, I think the consistency and structuring your day is the biggest key that I, that I found out. Cause when I first started out, I didn't have a CRM. Uh, I wasn't structuring it properly. I was, you know, I was just basically, I'd get a hold of people. And if I, if I got rescheduled, if I got no showed or whatever it was, I was just relying on my memory and my schedule to go back and, and, and try to get a hold of those people again. But now that I have my CRM, I can put notes in there. I can be like, Hey, this customer, uh, no show me that day. I reached out, they wanted to reschedule, but we never nailed down a date or whatever it was. I think it's really structuring your day, structuring your schedule and having a CRM that you can go back to and resolve every lead that you had, because, you know, these are all good leads that you're getting. These are all people that ask for information are looking to get help protect their families. And a lot of these times you have new leads coming in every week and you forget about a lot of those old leads that, that you either had appointments with or you never contacted or, or whatever it was. And you can go back into your CRM and just go through your list of all these people, you know, hundreds of people that were either uncontacted, contacted, whatever it was. And you can go back in there and there's so much business that I probably missed out on for my first six months because I wasn't organized. So I think organization, discipline, structure are, are some of the biggest things, uh, especially for a new agent coming in. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean that definitely helps. You know, how many schedule, how many appointments are you typically, you know, running a week? Uh, typically, probably about twenty, twenty to twenty-five. Just depends on you know each week's a little bit different, but but somewhere in that range, um, you know, give or take. Either way, the more the mortgage market slowed down a little bit lately, but I mean we're still we're still got plenty of leads, so probably about twenty twenty-five somewhere there. Okay, makes sense. And now you um talk to us a little about your phone script. What are some of the things you're doing to tie down and get these these appointments set up? Yeah, I just try to I try to keep it as simple as possible when when I call the client. Um, you know, I, I, with the buy for leads and the call ins, they're pretty much the same structure. I have the information for the client in front of me, so I just call them up. I'm like, hey, uh, hello, Bob. Yeah, hi, Bob. My name is Joe. I'm just calling in regards to your loan with ABC Mortgage. Uh, we had sent a card or out to you or a letter out to you in the mail about a week or so ago uh, regarding mortgage protection eligibility for the home. 
Um, I'm a field underwriter here in Cook County. I've just been assigned to your file to go over your eligibility. Uh, I just need to verify some information on file real quick. And then I verify a couple bits of information, try to make it as quick as possible. Um, and I just tell them, hey, you know, I'm, I'm on your area for the next day or so. Um, I'm running morning, to, uh, morning, afternoon and evening appointments from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, I have a 5 o'clock and a 7 o'clock available usually. Um, obviously, I try to figure out if there's anyone else on the title or anyone else on the mortgage if they're married, uh, single or divorced. Uh, see, make sure that everyone is there that I need to be there. Um, that's the biggest thing because if you don't want to run, you know, one-leggers, uh, what we call them one-leg appointments where you got a husband or a wife without the other one there. Um, because that's just a, a given every time that you're going to, I got to talk to my wife, I got to talk to my husband. So make sure that anyone that's going to be a decision uh, maker on that, on the, the policy is going to be there and be present. And even if I show up to the house and there's not, you know, there's not somebody out there that, that's supposed to be there, I'll reschedule immediately, even if I drove 40 minutes out to their house in rush hour traffic. Uh, just doesn't make sense to run an appointment with somebody that that, that, that there's another decision maker um, needing to make a decision on the policy. So, uh, make sure that that is key. Make sure that the, everyone that needs to be there is going to be there. Um, I always give them out my license number um, before I even get out there. I even tell them you can look me up on NIPR.com just to make it look more legitimate, that they can look me up, make sure that I am who I say I am. Um, and, and I just try to keep it quick and, and, and just kind of nonchalant. Like it's like, this is something everybody does. This is just a typical situation. Everybody just goes over what they're eligible. It's my job as an underwriter to show you that. And it's your job. Uh, or it's up to you what you want to do with the information I give you. I don't make it seem like it's a high pressure situation or anything like that. Right. Um, I think the less, less pressure you put on your client, the, the better it is for you and the better it is for them and the better success you'll have actually having that client be there when you show up. Um, I think the biggest thing you want to do is not not come off salesy, um, just come off as a normal human being, just, just you know, get out there to give them some information and try to help out their family. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, and that brings us right into the home. You know, like, obviously your close rate is pretty high, and your ability to help people understand the value of life insurance and what it is they're requesting is working. Um, so we have a lot of new agents that hop on, that listen to this podcast. What are some things, some word tracks, some things you're doing um, in the home to, to secure that the, that the families are getting the protection? Um, so basically, you know, when, when I sit down with people right away, um, I think it's, it's huge to show credibility um, right when you get in the door. Um, I build a little bit of rapport, not much. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come in and break the ice a little bit with them, and then I, and it's right down to business. Um, I think showing your license right away to them, Sean, you can, this is my license number. You can look me up here. Um, I always, you don't have to, but I show my driver's license as well. It's just another form of credibility with them. They know who I am, shows my address, my face, everything on there. They can match up all my information. Um, when I'm, when I'm talking to people in home, um, I, I don't try to talk. I, I try to talk as little as possible. Honestly, I, I like to ask good questions, pertinent questions to them and their family, and then sit back and listen. Because if you sit back and listen, if you ask good questions that make sense for them and, and build value for them, let them let them talk to you. They will they will sell themselves on just answering the questions that I'm asking them. So, you know, I'm asking them, especially with mortgage. I'm like, oh, you know, so, uh, you know, if it's a couple, um, obviously, do you guys have any kids? You know, I, t I try to talk about their family as much as possible. Okay, great. Are they grown? Do they, you know, do they own their own homes? You know, depending on how old the client is. 
Um, you know, there, there's just little, if, if you ask and you, if you seem like you, you actually care and you're not there trying to be a salesperson or anything like that, talk to them like, like normal human beings. Like it's just somebody like a neighbor down the road and just ask them some important things about their, their lives, their family. Um, I like to do a, a pretty thorough financial analysis with people. Um, just because those are those are bullets that you can use later, you know, especially if there's a discrepancy between the income um, with the spouses, if one is a higher income earner versus a lower income earner. All these things are are little uh, little bullets I say that you can use later, you know, when you when you're going to your close. But I think that the biggest key with new agents and coming in is is trying to eliminate any objections before you even get to the end when you're pre- when you're presenting numbers there shouldn't be any objections uh, left at that point so as long as you're asking good questions doing a thorough financial inventory with them and getting some information about their family and and, and what their situation is most of the time you're going to be able to build value and, and find reasons for coverage and and a lot of the times is i don't know if it's a little bit different lately because you know the economy and everything that's going on right now a lot of people are a little bit on a little bit tighter of a budget than than they used to be. What I, what I go in there and, and I try to find an, an adequate coverage for people that's affordable and something that's going to stick for the entirety of their mortgage. Because if I go in there and I'm just trying to sell full mortgage protection on on every client, first of all, I don't think they're always going to stay. Like I I, I I pride myself on persistency at this point. Where I, if I'm going to put something in place, I want to make sure that my client is fully comfortable with whatever that monthly payment is, that even if something comes up unforeseen in the future, they're going to be able to make that payment and protect their family. And I think that's no, the no. biggest key is not walking in there and trying to just sell them the, you know, the whole, all the bells and whistles, just try to find something that's adequate protection for their family, something they're comfortable with. And I always tell a client, I'm like, Hey, let's put something in place that that's going to stick for the entirety of the mortgage. And if you want to add some coverage later, we can always get you some more coverage. But for today, let's find something that makes sense for your budget. And if you, if you do that, it disarms your client. I mean, they, their guard comes down. They're not like, Oh, this guy's just trying to sell me, you know, the biggest policy right. in the world. You know, and I feel like it just makes them a lot more comfortable with me. They trust me at that point, and and it's easier to do business that way. No doubt about it. When you're looking at trying to set this thing up in the in-home so that you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's to make sure that they understand everything you're, you're going to accomplish today, what are your word tracks that you use to help them understand how this is going to go today? Um, yeah, so I mean, I like to also um, guide people through the appointments from from the start to the finish. So I think that if you if you sit there and you structure it like, hey, you know, we're gonna do this, we're gonna we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go through a health assessment with you. I can't guarantee that I can get you approved for anything, right? So this is something that you do have to qualify for. Um, if it was up to me, I would get you full coverage for the cheapest price I can get you, but, but, but nothing's guaranteed here. So this is all based off your health and your age and everything. We're going to go through some, some medical questions with you. I'm going to go through uh, some financial inventory with you just to make sure it's affordable for you. And then we're going to, we're going to see what I can get you qualified for. You know, I, I wish I could, I wish I could get you the best thing in the world right now, but we won't know until we submit an application. Okay. So that way you're basically showing them that, you know, we're going to do this. I'm I'm the professional here. I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to try to see if I can get you qualified and approved for something. And that way they know ahead of time what's what's going to happen throughout the process. So there's no real surprises or anything like that. And then I tell them, you know, once we find a policy 
that you guys are comfortable with and that you want to move forward with, we're going to submit an application today for coverage, and then we'll find out within 24 to 48 hours whether you get approved for that coverage or not. Um, and I feel like if you if you set them up and show them, like, this is what we're going to do, people naturally, I think, like to be led. People will naturally look for somebody to lead them in situations. So if you're structuring it properly where I'm like, hey, you know, we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, and after that, we're going to see if we can get you approved for this. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I can do this. I'm, I'm not in charge. Right. So I'm a field <laughs> underwriter. I'm just here. I, I'm, I'm just here I'm to try to get you. Yeah. I'm not in charge here. It's up. It's up to the carriers to approve you. So it's my job to, to help you through that process. And hopefully I, I, I can find something for you. I have 20 different carriers I'm contracted through. I will be able to find you some coverage, but my job as, as a field underwriter and as a broker is to try to find you the best coverage I can get you at the lowest rate I can get you. Okay. So it doesn't matter to me. I'm not, I don't work for any of these carriers directly. Um, I'm contracted through them. So it doesn't matter to me which carrier you choose. Okay. But what matters to me is that I find you a policy that adequately protects your family and that I can get you the best price I can get you. Okay. And, and I feel like if you're honest with people, the more honest you can be with people, the better your sales are going to be no matter what. I mean, people try to complicate this business too much. I think if you're honest, you're straightforward. They can they can tell if you're a genuine person right off the get go. Now, if you're if you're coming in there trying to just be a, a salesman, you're you're gonna be in trouble. If you're just pitching numbers and you're not pitching value, you're in trouble. Um, so I, I feel like if you ask a lot of good questions and listen properly, don't talk so much. Just listen more. Uh, your your sales will increase dramatically. Love it. And 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 final question I want to ask is. What are you doing with the objection? I need to think about. So you you set this all up. You pretty much have yeah. no control. And then you get you know every once in a while you get someone that says, "No, oh, Joe, I I really need to think about this. How do you handle that?" Yeah, um, the key I think is with uh, I need to think about it. And of course, it happens to everybody. Is really there was something along the line that you didn't do. You didn't explain something. They got confused during the presentation. Um, something happened there where they were just not either sold on you, not sold on the product or whatever it may be. But um, when I get, uh, I want to think about it. I'm like, okay, great. We actually encourage people to think about it. Okay. Um, that's, you know, what they, they have me do is just to come out here and get you qualified and approved for a product. You know, we went over a bunch of different options with you today. Um, I know that you, you, this is important for you and your family. So what we do is we submit an application for you guys today. We're going to find out if you get approved for it. If you, if you get approved for it, you'll have a 30-day free look period here in Illinois. So that means you can increase your coverage, decrease your coverage, leave the policy alone as is, all within a 30-day period. Now, I don't tell them they can cancel the policy unless, unless they really ask me that. You know, I don't, I don't think it's, some, it's not an option I like to really give people, but if they ask me, I'm going to tell them, hey, you can, you, you can cancel within the 30-day period. You will get refunded the premium. Um, but I, what I usually just tell them is it's just my job to try to get you guys qualified and approved. That's what they have me do as field underwriter. Um, now, if, if there's something I didn't explain to you properly earlier, well, let me let me ask you, what, what what is the reason that you need to think about? Because we're going to give you a 30-day free look period to think about this. So is, is there something in my presentation earlier that I didn't fully explain to you? Uh, or is there something that you're not fully understanding in this process? And usually you just try to get the, get an answer out. They're going to tell you something. And no matter what that is, I can I can try to reclose at that point. But but a lot of agents, when they get to think about it, 
they they think, oh, okay, well, this guy's going to probably think about it today, and then he's going to call me tomorrow. That's they're never going to do that. <laughs> you got one chance to close them when you're in the house, because if you get to think uh-huh. about it, and you think that, you think that person's going to call you the next day, it's never going to happen. All right, so. Right. You need you need to try to reclose, try to ask them a couple more questions. Maybe I didn't explain something well, whatever it is, get an answer. A lot of the times I'll be like, you know, is it a lot of people when, when they tell me I need to think about it, it's either they're confused on, on, on the products, they are not comfortable with the price, or there's something that I said that, that didn't make sense for them. You know, which one is that for you? And I just want to get an answer. I want to get some sort of answer, and then I can, I can reclose at that point. But the worst thing you can do is just let them say that to you and then be like, okay, no problem. Um, here's my card. Give me a call tomorrow when you think about it because they're never going to call you back. Right? Ain't that the truth? Well, yeah. man, you definitely have a way about your professionalism and your ability to communicate in a calm, clear, concise way to your client. I'm picking that up. So that's it's probably even better in the home. Um, and and you, I think you dropped a lot of gems here for someone who's looking to get out of their own way and, and go out there and make it happen, Joe. So I really appreciate your time on our Jumpstart podcast, serving the people. No problem. No Thank problem, you. Mark. Happy to do it. Well, thanks, Joe. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I appreciate you. Let's continue to crush these records and continue to have record weeks. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Yep. No problem. Have a good one.